Brady throws the ball downfield. He's got Evans toward the end zone. Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great throw by Brady. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier. Uncable yourself. Get fiber internet. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Dropping to throw Mahomes. We run a stunt, run a stunt. And we sack him at the 50-yard line. Wow, he's covered. Now your host, Bucks team reporter, Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I am so excited to be joined by cornerback extraordinaire Carlton Davis. What's up? What's up? Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here, Carlton. I also feel like, Carlton, you have, like, sort of late night, like, radio host Oh, voice. for sure. Yeah. Like, you're for who sure. we'd call for, like, relationship advice late at night. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I feel like you sound like. That. You got them chill late night vibes. Yeah, I could be, like, a love doctor or something. Like, <laughs> love this. You know, I could I could entertain the late night crowd, you know, just, just being smooth. Being Is this cool. what we're doing after football? Is this the plan? Yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> I Yo, love like, this idea. Me and you, yep. late night show, co-host. I got you. This sounds great. I'm all for it. But for now, let's talk about uh, the football thing that's happening. I know you uh, you weren't able to play um, due to injury, but uh, tell me for you, being back-to-back NFC South champs, mm. what has that been like for you? Man, like, it's amazing because when I got here, it was, we were so far from that. I know what it feels like to not be on this side of the winning side, mm-hmm. you know, like being the team that loses and nobody expects anything from you. And now to see the growth, to see how far we've came and, you know, to put banners up, you know, to put your mark in history, that's special. And to know that you had something to do with that, you can always like tell your kids and reflect back on it when it's all over and done and really say I made a difference somewhere. Uh, how about this last game? It's got to have been weird for you uh, just watching. And then wh- what was that like to kind of even just watch the team prepare for a game like that? And just what a unique way it is to kind of close out the season. It's, it's kind of tough. You would say some would say it's probably like the hardest game to prepare for because, like you said, the motivation isn't really there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like, you know, we got to go out here and play so we can get to the playoffs. It's just like a week of, you know, you're preparing. And of course, you want to win every game. But at the same time, you do understand that, you know, the bigger game is next game and that you want to be as prepared for that game as possible. And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, sometimes, you know, it's just hard to, like, get yourself revved up to play in a game that, like you said, doesn't really count towards the future. So uh, it's a a tough week because you don't want to go out there and not be focused because a lot of the times when you do that, it's when you get hurt, bad things happen. And, you know, when you're not locked in, bad things happen. And then you don't want that to carry over to the next week. So, you know, it's a momentum thing. So you want to go out there and just kind of give it your all. And uh, but be smart, you know. Did it seem like it mattered in terms of what your record ended up being this year? And and this is the weird thing about it being 17 games now where you're not going to finish 500. That's not a thing that you're either over or you're under. And knowing that this game was the deciding factor of whether or not it was considered a, quote, winning or losing season. But either way, you're going to the playoffs and that's what matters. Was there any kind of feeling about that 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 mattered to you guys of what the end record was? It was. I don't think it did. I felt like it was just all about the playoffs because in the previous seasons we had, you know, had great records. And like last year we got, we won 13 games Mm -hmm. and that has not been done in what so long yeah. and uh you know we got to the divisional and we ended up losing and you know i guess it, it didn't really 
make that season like not worth it but it was still like you know we fell short of our goal regardless yep. so I guess us just being able to get to the playoffs and you know get to the big dance was like a big thing for us you know we have already done that we still we're still the south champs yeah we still got a chance to like accomplish some of our goals um, I don't know I don't I don't think too much about it I just more so think about how far we can go yeah. if we could go to the playoffs with a seven and nine record all right I'm you know, at least we're in the playoffs. At least we got a chance to prove ourselves to be the best. So uh, I think that's what that's yeah, what matters. That's what matters ultimately. Uh, all right, let's talk a little bit about this uh, this game that just happened and some of your guys and what they did. So Devin recovers a fumble. Oh man, that was so funny. You yeah, tell me. <laughs> the why. dude just like lost the ball and then Devin picks it up and I'm like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm thinking he's about to run and then he just I guess the old lineman tackled him or something, but. It's an exciting play for sure. Yeah, that's his ninth of his career, which is now the most mm. since entering the league in 2019. Damn. Yeah, so tell me why you think Devin is so good at this stat. I um, mean, he's just a good blitzer all around. He's like one of the best blitzers I've, I've uh, been around. Uh, he has a knack for the ball. He just has a high motor. You know, I've never seen a guy with a motor like him, like besides like JPP or somebody. But um, he just has a knack for, like, attacking and getting to the ball. He's, like, he plays defense, but he's all offense. Like, he's going after the ball. He's attacking all the time. And, uh, you know, it shows in yeah. the stats. It shows in his play. That's awesome. We're talking to cornerback Carlton Davis. What has Devin come to mean to this defense and this team and, and just the, the growth you've seen in him watching him his whole career here? Um, uh, his leadership role, for sure, uh, coming in, you know, Fifth pick, they put a lot on you. They expect a lot out of you, and uh, I feel like he's dealt with he's dealt with the pressure and everything that has been put into his hands really good. Um, he's been our leader, our vocal leader. He's always, you know, the loudest guy, but the most energetic guy. You know, he's not really preaching something that he doesn't practice. You know, he's a guy that that wants to be the best. He wants to be the leader and be the example for what we should be. So, you know, um, just watching him grow and watching him continue to get better and continue to just grow smarter and, you know, become a better man, a better teammate, a better leader. It's been it's been a joy to watch. That's awesome. And Akeem Hicks gets his first sack of the season. I know, right? That was like a surprising. D end out there yeah. out in space. What were you thinking when you were watching watching that and seeing him I, get that sack? I was hyped for him. I was, Whoa, that's what I call him. You know, he's from he's from LA. So, you know, they got their sayings, so, you know, I'll be I'll be saying it, so I'm like, whoa. <laughs> That's just our little thing. It's an insider. It's an yeah, insider. Yeah, it's your, it's your thing with him, yeah. Yeah, but um, yeah, it was hype because he's he's so hype. Uh, just him, he's so funny. Like, he's the fun. He's probably one of the funniest guys on the team, but he's, like, you know, just real chill with it, you know? So he's not, like, how, like loud with everybody. But if you know him, you know he's hilarious. So That's great. It was good to see him get a sack for sure. That's cool. And what has he brought to this defense, and especially having him and Vita – they're next to each other and uh what's that like to get to watch man it's fun man because like he is a dog <laughs> like you know vita is you know real chill low-key but he's a dominant guy yeah and you know hicks is a dominant guy but just in a different way he's like a dog with it he's loud with it like i've seen him make plays and really talk back to the guy like, yeah, I'm here. Like, you know, and Vita, you know, he's kind of the opposite. He like makes a play, celebrate with his teammates and, mm -hmm. you know, does his Doesn't thing. Doesn't say a whole lot. Yeah, real humble guy. And, you know, Akeem is just like, yeah, like I'm going to do it again, you know. <laughs> so it's just fun having those two. 
Which one of those are you? Oh man, I'm a little bit of both. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on like what day it is. <laughs> depends on how much coffee you've had that morning. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like if I'm <laughs> hype and ready to go, yo, I'm I'm Hicks. But if it's like one of those days that I'm just like, let me just chill, I'm focused, I'm, you know, I just want to get the job done and, and do what I got to do, you know, I'm Vita for sure. Is it certain players you play against bring it out in you or is it just about what yeah. you're doing? Yeah, yes, I yes, 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 yes. Are, are you willing to divulge if there are certain <laughs> people that bring it out No, it's you? just, the, you know, some the Saints, you know. Yeah. And it's that some, feels remarkably consistent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the whole organization. Like, yeah, the, the team in general, like not even just me, just like, you know, for so many different reasons, this, us and the Saints just kind of butt heads mm -hmm. all the time. And yeah, those are the guys who just really get me going for sure. I remember Chris Godwin, when he came on the show earlier this year, he said that he thought that the Saints, you know, we have the motto that's like one team, one cause. He was like, I think that their thing they have painted on their walls is be annoying. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. They're just like, you know, I respect to them uh, just as an organization. But, you know, they're on the sidelines having fun. They're it's like a party. You know, and they like when they beat us in the past, they go to the locker room and throw a party and got music and lights. And what what is all this, man? <laughs> is this a concert? Like, yeah. so it is annoying. So that brings it out in you. Brings it out of you, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. For sure. um, how about, well, let's talk about the fact that uh, Gage gets another touchdown. Got a career high now five for him this mm. season. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so, um, and that's despite, of course, being injured so mm. much. So what does that say about, I'm sure you've seen him enough in practice and even in training camp a bit to know, and, of course, even going against him back when he, uh, was playing for the Falcons. Yep. What can he do? What does he bring in and why even with those injuries he's still been able to be a guy that's gotten a career high touchdown here? You no, know, he's just like really talented. Like he's underrated for sure. His release package is like one of the best in the NFL. Um and people who's played against him or had to coach against him, they know that. Like Russ, he's he's dangerous, you know. Uh he's a hard worker. And he's just a dog, you know, like he doesn't back down from nobody. And he's going to give anybody that work. Like, he don't care who you are. Like, he has one of those mentalities where it's like whoever lines up in front of me is going to get the best of me. And, you know, I guess it's showing up this year with five TDs. So. Yeah. Um, and then Brady breaks his own completions record and uh, also sets the NFL record for pass attempts in a season. So the most attempts wow. and completions. Damn. In NFL history, and oh, just 45 years old. No big deal. The thing is, it's just like, it's not even surprising no more. Like, Tom did it. Oh, for sure. Yeah, like, Tom broke a new record. Cool. Oh, nice. Just add it to the list. <laughs> <laughs> Throw it on back. Yeah, what, there. Did, what would this guy have to do at this point to impress us, really? It's like, we're all just so used to it now. We're numb yeah. to this idea. It's like, but, yeah. I would have expected him to be the one that saved the people from the helicopter crash Facts. even more Facts. than Blaine. <laughs> That's like next up on his yeah. superhero. Yeah, now that he's heard Blaine did it, he's like, wait, hang on. I got to find somebody to save over. <laughs> here um and then chris godwin got his thousand yards and 100 oh, no, catches on the season it. yeah and um now it's just he and Keyshawn johnson who've hit that 100 catches mark for the bucks in mm, franchise history wow. so it's a big deal um and just getting that thousand yard mark I, I would love to hear what it's been like to watch him i mean a just have this kind of season in general but to know it's coming off of that injury he had yeah, last year yeah. and watch him work to come back what has that been like as a teammate to watch man it's just been you know it's been a great thing to watch, like greatness, you know, because Chris, you know, since he's been in the league, he's been always productive. But, you know, being productive sometimes, you know, you just it's like it's football. You get injured and you have to battle back. And he's like a, a true warrior when it comes to that, because nothing did 
like nothing deteriorates him from his goal. Like he, he's going to, he told me like, I'm going to be back for the season and I'm going to go crazy. And like with that kind of injury, you're not talking as confident, given, yeah. you know, and you know, whatever he says, he's going to do. And so just watch him go through that process. Even like in training camp, when he was just getting back into it, he was asking me to do one-on-ones with him, like do some releases with me, bro. Like I got to get there. And like, he's just one of those guys that kind of pushes you to be better because you're looking at him always just striving to be better, always striving to be greater than what he's already is. And, you know, it's hats off to him, man. It's, it's a pleasure to be his, his teammate. That's incredible. That's got to be cool for you to feel like you got to be part almost of that. Yeah. Like he's asking you to like help him get That's work a, back to In the movie, in. I need I need a role in the movie. <laughs> in the Chris Godwin movie. <laughs> yes, you're in there too. <laughs> I need to be in there. <laughs> who, okay, who plays you in the Chris Godwin movie? Who though? plays me? Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's I wrong. feel like I don't care who I asked in this locker room that question. Everyone <laughs> is saying Michael B. Jordan. Yeah. I feel like it used to be Will Smith, and now it's become Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, it's Michael B. Jordan. As always. All right, I love it. We have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with cornerback Carlton Davis, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here again is Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I'm joined by cornerback Carlton Davis. Um, you know, we were just talking about Chris Godwin getting his thousand yards. Uh, Mike Evans got his thousand yard season already mm-hmm. with a whole game left. And now only Jerry Rice has more thousand mm. yard seasons than him. Wow. He's, but he has more consistent, like consecutive. Yes. Yeah, like, so he has the most to start your career. He, okay, has, nice, he nice. has it nine, the first nine years of his career. Um, so no one has done what nine. he's done to start their career. Okay. Okay. Jerry Rice did it 11 straight seasons. Oh, but, but it, wasn't, it wasn't to start his career. Okay. okay dang. I, I, I have the utmost confidence that Mike is probably going to pass that. So Which would be that. crazy. That would be crazy. But, you know, what he's doing now is crazy. Like, even the last game. The Carolina game, three touchdowns, 200 yards, like, and what is he, what, year nine or mm-hmm, this something? This is his ninth season, yeah. He's, there's no signs of him slowing down. Yeah. Like, he's just a beast. Like, I told him after the game, I said, bro, that was like some Dwayne Wade, <laughs> Miami Heat kind of thing. Like, I've he just took the game over, like, yeah. feed me, and he's done that in the past so many times. But to see him consistently do it, like, it's hats off to him yeah. as well, like, you know. I, I feel like I'm just praising on my teammates, but they deserve Dave, it. Like, yeah, it's that's a great a, that's team. That's what it's for here. We're all fans. We're everybody yeah, listening to this big, loves the yeah. Bucks and wants to just hear all the hype. Also, I feel like you telling him it was like Dwayne Wade stuff was like the highest compliment you could have given him. Yeah. Because he loves Dwayne Wade he like does. more than life itself. <laughs> so I feel like you gave him the perfect compliment there. No, like that's literally how I felt like. And it was for the playoff berth, bro. Like yeah. it doesn't get bigger than that. Like yep. your best Season player. Season on the line. Come yeah. on. That's huge. That's huge. And imagine, okay, so you've had to take him on like in training camp and some mm-hmm. stuff like that, but uh, I'm sure you're very happy it has not had to happen in a regular season game. I don't care. Oh, I, I'm <laughs> sorry. I forgot who I was talking hey, to. Hey, you would love listen, to try this. I would love to. Listen. You're right. I would love to see him because <laughs> I thinking? the thing is, see, I'm a, I'm wired different. You're weird. I'm, I'm wired yeah. different. I'm, I'm built different. You know, a lot of you corners. You got that perfect DB mentality. I, I love the smoke. Yeah. Let's just get that clear. <laughs> I love it, you know, and like, I love going up against Mike, you know, yeah. obviously, you know, we can't beat each other up every day. We need each other to, you know, win games and stuff. But like, you know, I love to see like a, a receiver killing guys. It really does make me happy because when I go up against you and I show what you can't do, mm. 
it just makes me, you know, it makes me look better. So I would love to see Mike one-on-one all game. And I've thought about it. Like, you, you got to believe that when I'm just such a competitor, that I'm seeing Mike do this, like, I would never let him do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, breaking it down, like. Yeah, this is should, what I would do. You this should have been top do. shoulder. Yeah. You should have been outside leverage. <laughs> but, that's amazing. But, no, like, like. You know, that's just me, though. Yeah. You know, like, I just love to compete. And, like, I think that's what makes me a great player. But um, Mike, man, just to see him go, it's like him and CG. Him and, really, the offense, since I've been here, I've offense been, like, powered up. Even with Jameis and all the weapons they've had, like, I've always had work cut out for me. Like, coming in with DJK and Mike and yeah. Chris, I've always had my work cut out, but I've always loved it. It's always been a thrill for me, so... I'm just happy that I came to an organization that was already, like, so pumped up on the offensive side. That's great. And tell me, we're talking to cornerback Carlton Davis. Um, you've had some big games, particularly this year, against some pretty incredible wide receivers. Oh, uh, yeah. What would you say, if you were to look at this season, uh, were your best performances in terms of who you had to go against and how you handled them? Oh, Bengals, for sure. Mm-hmm. We didn't get the win, so yeah. it sucks. But, you know, this year... I didn't. I didn't get a chance to have too many matchups like as like I, I would have like in the past 2020, 2021. I had a few more matchups, but um, you know, this year I felt like Dean. He really stepped up, and even Sean. You know, they they've gotten better through their career and progressed more. So it wasn't as much as a necessity for me to like just single receiver out. But the Bengals game was like definitely like. A legacy game for me. Mm. Like, I was like, I can't wait. You know, when he told me like you matching up, it's like yes. yes, because I know the hype that was going into it with him, Jamar Chase, Joe Barrow, and if you watch the film, they're like dominating guys. Yeah. Like, like I mean, the best of the best. Like you know, the top notch guys can't do nothing with it. And it was like, thank you. <laughs> like yeah, come come right come here and give me your best shot too. I don't want to hear no excuses for real. And, you know, I did what I had to do, you know, but, you know, before the game, Dean didn't play, but he was like, he was like, bro, you about to get an an interception. Mm -hmm. You about to get three pass breakups. Since I've been here, you've never lost a matchup. And I never knew that until he said it. I was like, dang, I never did lose a matchup. Wow. I like that he's hyping you up like that, too. Yeah, you know, I love it, too. It did motivate me. I can't even lie. Well, and there are, I feel like when it comes to football and position rooms, it's always an interesting dynamic because they're your guys you spend the most time with, Mm -hmm. but then they're also the guys you're competing with, you know, for playing time for everything. And there can be a lot of different dynamics in that. And I have felt like your room has always been super tight, very encouraging towards each other. Does that seem right? Yeah, for sure. I think it starts with, like, the leadership in the room. Uh, Like, when I got here, you know, I had... Uh, Brent Grimes and uh, he was on his way out so you know I think it was his last year and uh, you know he would he would you know give us some advice on things but you know he was just kind of like at the end of his career so he was just kind of you know doing his thing and then um, you know from there he left and uh, I guess I I, I became you became the leadership I became and I was so young I didn't and I you know I wasn't perfect at all but you know I definitely just wanted to make the environment like uh a love and encouragement environment because we play corner, which is like one of the hardest positions and one of the most just like out there, like you're exposed. Like yeah. it's so easy to get exposed. Like you're, you're all your God, you all you have. Like 
you're literally the bad guy of the NFL, hmm. you know, from a fan's perspective because you're stopping the touchdowns. You're <laughs> stopping all the excitement. Like, you're the one keeping me from my fantasy points. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don't get me started on fantasy I'm points. Sure. Ah, like, they hate you for those things. So it's kind of like you have to be a tight group. You have to be like a family-oriented kind of kind of like energy in the room because, you know, nobody, like, we're not like the most praised people. Mostly it's people know when you've screwed up is, is what they pay attention to. Exactly. So I imagine there's a few things you just said that I feel like are so interesting in terms of just the mental side of what you're asked to do. Where A, it was so weird to talk about how you were the, the, the elder statesman of the room when you were still so young. That yeah. you had to step into that kind of role way sooner than most people would. Mm-hmm. And then it is for a position that can be so lonely, oh, so pressure packed. and back against the wall all on your own like you said that you're not kind of in there amongst a whole offensive line you're not you don't have the whole thing so (laughs) there's a lot to that mentally um why do you think you were a guy that was able to handle all of that and maybe how have you approached those aspects of it of being a leader very early and then being asked to do something that is a a lonely job at a high level i've been doing it since high school uh but it never gets any less lonelier, you know, or any less harder. Um, actually, you get to the NFL, it's like even harder. So uh, I think the biggest thing for me was just like talking to God about it and like having faith that I am in this position for a reason and that um, he's, you know, I am capable of carrying out uh, my duties and, you know, what I what I'm here to do, you know. So it's just believing in yourself. I think that's the biggest thing. And you know, some guys feel like, you know, DBs can be cocky. They're always talking. But it's like, that's just the confidence that you have you to have. have to, yeah. Because, you know, you get eat, one pass caught on you. Right? Yeah, you yeah. eat or eat. It's literally the jungle. You yeah. know, you got to come out with a chinchilla coat, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't. Just be barely surviving because if you're barely surviving, you're like getting toasted. You're getting toasted. And for people who are listening on the radio and can't see, you're actually wearing a hat right now that says Lone Wolf. Oh, yeah. I feel like this is just perfect for what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> That's amazing. Like, yeah. Like, We're ready for it. I'm ready. We talked about how you said, you know, Sean and Jamel, they've both grown a lot, you know, since you've gotten to watch their whole careers here. What are the ways that they have grown, and, and particularly maybe this year as you know, Jamel essentially won that starting job coming out of training camp, and then mm. Sean's come in and had some really big key yeah. moments, especially in these you know last few weeks. Yeah. What have you seen from the two of them of in terms of either what they're doing physically out there or the the mental side of the prep? What are the ways that they've grown the most? Both of them has always been talented, like no question. You can't even knock it. For them, it's been like the strength, the mental strength, the fight in them. Like like you said, like Dean. They've been like battling with each other since they've got here. And like like we talked about earlier, like we're competing against each other, but we're also brothers. You know, for them to have, they still have a great relationship. There's never been like any internal conflict. They still compete and they still understand that it's going to be one or the other. And I think they've done a great job of just like, even when like, because uh, like the year before, Sean was the starter and then Dean ended up becoming a starter. And then, you know, so it's always like a back and forth mm-hmm. thing, but they're always fighting to get better. They're always pushing to get better. They're never like just settled. Like, you know, Sean could have just been like, all right, he won it. I'm going to just play back and play my role. But, you know, Sean stayed, he stayed mm-hmm. hungry. He yeah. kept fighting for it. And like, he got his opportunity and he made big plays. So it's like, he's, he's created an opportunity for himself. 
and it's just a thing to watch. It's like, you know, really inspiring to watch somebody, you know, continue to fight and just be strong and keep having the confidence in yourself to know that you can be a number one corner on any team, you know, because he can. Both of them really can. Yeah. And we're talking to cornerback Carlton Davis. Zion McCollum comes in as a rookie. And um, what have you seen from him about uh, the way he's tried to learn and progress? And, of course, he missed a bunch of time in training camp with an injury. So um, where has he grown? And, and maybe what are some of the things that you're trying to kind of help him work on? I think he's like – He's always been a, a freak athlete. Mm. You know, he runs a 4'3". He's like, what, 6'3". Um, so he's never, like, the speed of the game, he was always up to par. Right. But I think the mental part of it, um, scheming, understanding how people are trying to attack you. Because when you get to the NFL, like, even my rookie year, like, I was like, what are they doing to me? Like, you know, yeah. there was so many different beaters for coverages. Right. And the way they scheme up is, like, literally – like down to a T where you really have to be uh, at a certain angle if you want to defend this play, you know. So I think it's about like more play recognition and just getting, you know, reps under your belt for him because yeah. coming from a small school, you know, you don't really get the reps as far as uh, the, the schemes and as far as the play calling and, you know, going against like guys who like think the game. So. I just feel like, you know, he's shown a great promise. And uh, it's just about him catching up with, like, you know, the experience of it and yeah. understanding how people want to attack you. Mm -hmm. Have you given uh, him any rookie duties? Oh, for sure. For sure. Of for course sure. you have. But he's a great rookie. Yeah. I, he was the best rookie I've ever had. Wow. He's the best rookie I've ever had. And you've told Sean and Jamel this, I assume? Of course. Yes. Because they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> they were terrible at being a rookie. Yeah, they sucked, man. They came in too privileged. Oh. And it was just like, you know, they did it for sure. Yeah, they did what you asked. But they had an attitude, right? <laughs> dude, lose the attitude, dude. <laughs> And Zion's just like, sure, whatever, yeah, I'll do it. Zion's like, what do you need? Wow. Like, yeah, he's a polite guy. <laughs> and of course you're not taking advantage of that at all. Oh, no. Oh, I actually so. felt bad for him. Some people try. <laughs> some people try. And, you know, I had to intervene one time. Like, you know, don't do Zion like that. Yeah. Because he's a good dude. Yeah. Actually. See, Sean and Jamel, because they had an attitude, you were like, give him more duties. But Zion's yeah. so nice that you're like, okay, fine. No. Exactly. Yeah. He, he, See, for all the potential rookies out there, this is a good lesson to learn. For sure, for real. Like, just do it. Take, take it, take the lumps, and then be. They'll be like, "All right, fine, we'll let you off." Yeah, I want to get worse. <laughs> it's only gonna get worse if you bite. Did you have rookie duties when you were? Rookie? Oh, for sure. Um, I don't know. Like, I had older vets, but they weren't as in tune. Um, so like I did like the regular stuff, like I got food and yeah, stuff. Yeah, like snacks and things, yeah. Yeah, but like I came, I was a starter, so like. Yeah, you came in hot. So it wasn't like I had a whole lot of time to do the rookie duties. It's like, dude, I'm doing the same thing you're doing. Yeah, like, I'm prepping too. You give me my food. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I still did it. That. I still did it, but uh, we had other rookies who were doing a little bit more because. They weren't playing as much as you. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, we still have more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with you're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I'm joined by cornerback Carlton Davis. Um, we talked about how you have been asked to do so much ever since you first got here. What are the ways that you feel like you have most grown, learned, changed since that time, whether it's your game prep, whether it's your play on the field, off the field, all of that stuff? How's, how's Carlton Davis now different than rookie Carlton Davis? Oh, my Davis? gosh. So much different as far as, like, 
preparation, um, understanding my body, understanding understanding how to get the best out of myself. Uh, uh, and I learned a lot from uh, Sue. When Sue was here, he I asked him to mentor me, and he just kind of like gave me a rundown on how to be like a top shelf professional and how to take care of your body, how to prepare yourself to be at your best on Sundays. And, you know, I feel like as far as, you know, the recovery, um, you know, the study habits, um, and, you know, just, you know, taking the time to, you know, understand how to, you know, manipulate your body and get it to do what you need it to do at the time. Um, I feel like I've I've done a, uh, I've grown the most there. Yeah. It's been the most progress, and it's been it's been you know you know they say longevity is key, but to have longevity you gotta you know take care of your body and mm-hmm. and be fresh. So I think that's the biggest thing that I've grown in. What I've would been. you say you have learned uh, from having Todd Bowles as a coach? What are the things that he has done to shape the kind of person and player you are at this point? Oh, just uh, real, really just like film study. Um, and like understanding your opponents, like he's great at breaking people down, and uh, you know being around him and just hearing him talk about teams, uh, it just really simplified a game for you. And and you know he allowed, he gave me, uh, you know the skills to look at teams and and break them down in, in a certain way where it's easier to understand what they're doing and by looking at certain things and you know watching them do certain things or watching the film a certain way that can help it help you see it better and help you uh, foresee routing, you know, concepts better. So I feel like just from, you know, looking at opponents and understanding not just the players, but the coordinators and what they do and what's their history. Because, you know, ultimately, as when you play against an offense, you're not playing against a quarterback or a receiver. You're playing against the whole unit. You're playing against how they flow. You're playing against, uh, you know, the rhythm. So understanding all of those things has made me a better player and helped me anticipate plays better. Yeah, that's a big deal. And for you, what are some of the little tendencies or things you like to look at that maybe wide receivers do? How much are you playing that individual guy versus just knowing your assignment, what you're asked to do? Are you someone that likes to yeah. look at those tiny little tendencies and try to predict stuff? Yeah, you have to do, I feel like you have to do both. Like you have to dial in on the player and you also have to dial in on the overall scheme of things because they both play a part and you know sometimes the 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 overall scheme you know you won't be able to predict it at that moment but you may get a clue by looking at what he's doing so you know there's just different things that you look at that can tell you you know what's about to happen yeah. so like sometimes it's the split but <clears throat> sometimes he he's, he's doing the same split all day so you got to like refer back to what they love to do in certain situations so you know at certain points, I feel like you can apply certain things. Yeah. And what does Todd Bowles' scheme and defense do, maybe specifically for the corners? What are the things that you're asked to do? You know, what is the maybe I, I hear all the time how it's it's both complicated and simple all at once where he oh, yeah. he does yeah, he does a lot, but then in a way that he tries to make it where it's simple for you guys and complicated for the offense. <laughs> uh, but I think that sometimes it's also complicated for you guys. Yeah. So tell me uh Tell me what it's like to to try to get in his mind and, and what he asks of you guys. Oh my gosh, he's like a mad scientist. <laughs> so like to to know him, you have to be him. You mm. know, so like like I said, being around him, he's made me understand how to break down offenses better. So like, cause I couldn't at first I was like, what are you 
what is like why and then you know you go up you meet with him in his office he explains things to you and then you start to see it the same way he sees it and now you're a mad scientist <laughs> you know you're like his little protege you're like he's rick i'm morty <laughs> so i'm just like all right bet you know but um i feel like you know like you said it's like simple but it's hard you know sometimes it's harder to it's harder to understand, easier to play, mm. and sometimes it's easier to play and harder to understand. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you get both. Yeah. How about his trash talk ability? I feel um, like people outside the building see him do his media stuff, and he seems very straight-faced, yeah. very even keel, calm, yeah. cool, collected. Tell me the Todd Bowles that you've experienced, and how often have you been at the receiving end of some of his trash talk? He's a trash talker. <laughs> Plain and simple. Where does he rank on the team in terms of trash talk? I mean, personally, for me, he's probably top five. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of trash talking coaches <laughs> on the team. <laughs> you know, they just, uh, uh, you just know, jab you a little bit. Just jab you, but um, you know, to the to the media, like you see him do his, you know, his interviews, and he's just like cool, calm, and he's just answering the questions. And then you get the walkthrough, somebody messed up. And it's like the complete opposite. Like what, Bowles? What is this? like? You're what? like, can we can we have the one at the press conference? Can we <laughs> For get that real? guy? He's like livid. He's just mad, and it's like, all right, all right, all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, Dad. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you know, you never know. That's amazing. And uh, you signed a new deal this year. Yeah. Which congrats, by the Thank way. You. We're very Thank excited you. to have you Thank here you. for longer. Um, what made you want to stay here? Man, you know. I just I love it. I love it I love it here. Um, I'm from Florida, so being in Florida initially was like great for me, um, and to stay in Florida is like a great thing for me. Like I'll probably retire in Florida for sure. Like that I'm is a, a popular thing to do down here, you know. And I'm a Florida boy. Like I'm not going anywhere. Like That's you great. know, I'm a tropical dude. So to stay here, uh, to come back and be back with my teammates, man, and just be a part of like a great set of guys is is just a blessing for real. And to really just, you know, there's so much greatness around this this facility. And, uh, you know, uh, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. So you talked about being a Florida boy and being from uh, Miami. Did you grow up a Miami fan? No, oh. I did not. Oh. Because the Dolphins, they're just so disappointing. At, <laughs> like when I was growing up, when I was growing up, it yeah. was like. Oh. So I was wondering if you were excited to see them making the playoffs. You know, I'm excited for the city, for yeah. sure. You know, I'm always excited for the city. But you didn't grow up rooting for them? Not really. Who'd you not, root for them? I was sadly a Cowboys fan. I knew it. I just somehow knew. You're like, oh, yeah, I was a Cowboys I didn't root fan. for my hometown team. So, of course. Of Yo, course. I love the Cowboys, man. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I really did. Was that weird anymore. then, going to the NFL and all of a sudden you're playing against the team you grew up rooting for? Was that like a weird – like, I just imagine what it's like to – I'm sure – Basically, everyone that plays in the NFL was an NFL fan. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're in the league, yeah. and you're playing against these teams and these people you've watched, you've rooted for. What is that like? Those first times it's happening. Um, you know, it's like it's definitely a shock. Yeah. You know, because it's like, oh man, I'm here, and um, but you get used to it for sure. I just at the end of the day, at the end of it all, I just need a jersey. I just need a Cowboys jersey to hang up. That's all I need. So you haven't gotten to do a jersey swap no, with anybody I yet? No, I didn't get a chance to do it yet. I didn't oh, get a chance. man. So it's chance. happening once you beat them this week. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I can... I don't... You know, I'm not, like, really friendly. Like, hey, give me a jersey. Like, yeah, you I don't, don't really strike know. me that type. Yeah, so if I know somebody, which I do, but I already got his jersey at the, at the other team, so it's like... 
you know. But if I could get a jersey from the Cowboys, I'll be like so satisfied. And obviously, with a win, that oh, definitely it's even better. Oh, for sure. To beat the team you root I, for. I'm not getting a jersey if I don't win. Oh yeah, that's true. That yeah, I'm not asking for a jersey. Yeah, you're like no, All right, see you don't later. give me that crap. I'm <laughs> I don't want a reminder. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I know that for you guys going into playoffs, so much about playoffs is who is healthy and then who is hot at the right times. Mm-hmm. That It's not about necessarily what all you've done to this point. It's now every week is 0-0. Zero, zero. Yeah. And for you, do you feel like for you and the defense overall, and maybe even the team overall, are you guys playing your best ball of the year now going into the playoffs? Or where do you feel like you're at in terms of your, your potential? I, I, de- I feel like we're definitely trending up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, guys are hitting their marks. Um, I feel like, you know, the defense has been consistent and um, the offense has been making plays. So I feel like, you know, we, we're probably a dangerous team right now. Yeah. I think guys are scared, hmm. uh, you know, and they should be, you know, because uh, come Monday, it's going to be a movie. Ooh, I like yeah. it. Yeah. I like it. I feel like you should be given the pregame speech. Have you yeah. ever given one of those? No, no. I, I, I think I could do a really good job in the do. NFC Championship. I gave a speech oh. to the DBs, and it was. I think I did a good job. Yeah. But, you know, I like to just play my role. <laughs> you <laughs> you'll, know. you'll do the talking. Devin the does a team. good job. Devin does a Devin yeah, does he does a good seem job. to get everybody fired up. Yeah. Um, so as you talk about you guys are trending upward and the defense being consistent, um, what are the biggest things that you feel like maybe you individually are trying to continue to work on going into the playoffs and then mm. the defense overall? Just, you know, getting turnovers, man. Getting the ball back to the offense. You know, it's not enough to just hold guys out and like, you know, just, you know, make plays. But we need fumble recoveries, we need interceptions, we need forced fumbles, like we need all that. Give it to us, like you know. So if we can emphasize that and, and really carry out on that, I think you know we'll be unstoppable. Why have turnovers been so hard to come by this year? I don't know, man. It's been a slow year. I think teams are kind of like slow playing us on defense for sure. Um, they're not. They don't want us to be as aggressive. I feel like when teams are aggressive in a pass game, they pay for it, and I feel like they just go away from it. They just like screens and. You know, just kind of slow ball us, just kind of hold the ball. We don't want to really get too aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think they're just kind of scared because even when, because you, you you know, you kind of play into our hands, you know, when teams want to throw the ball and get real aggressive, it's like, all right, I love to cover. Coach Bowles loves to blitz, so let's do it. Mm-hmm. And they get their butt kicks. Yeah. So um, they just kind of been staying away from that this yeah. year. It's just been like, like, dude, let me get some targets. <laughs> you know, like, let's let's do it. Like, you know, throw the ball. So it's been um, a bit different this year, but, you know, hopefully we could, uh, you know, get the ball rolling into the playoffs. And mm-hmm. uh, I expect teams to be aggressive. Who are the toughest people you think you've faced in your career to this point? Um, like teams? Or individual players, either one. Um, like I said, I never really felt like players are the one. I feel like it's like the scheme of things, mm. like the whole flow yep. of it. So I would say like, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, that tandem, yeah. and the flow, that was a really, they were really dangerous. Yeah. Um, when Aaron Rodgers and um, Devontae, Devontae Adams were a duo, that was tough. When Atlanta had Julio, Calvin Ridley, and Matt Ryan, and they were like clicking, yep. that was another tough one. Um, yeah. Yeah. From, yeah. Those are pretty good ones. How about, who did you watch as a kid that you, Enjoyed watching or, or wanted to play like um, Darrell Rivas hmm. for sure. Going uh, potentially into the hall this year. I uh, know. Yeah, I, I feel like he's like a for sure. 
I, I like at a, at a, you know Rondé is another good one too. Yeah. But like Revis. It's tough that Revis is in his class, but I, I know that everyone here knows that regardless of who's in in the class, everyone here knows Rondé yeah. deserves it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He's done like you know the greatest things of this organization. Like he holds like all the records mm -hmm. and stuff. Like it's like you know you don't even think about it. Like he should be in there for sure. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And um, how about for you, if you could play any other position in football besides corner, what would you want to play? I would play? be a pass rusher. Ooh. Like, if I had the, the body size, I would be a pass rusher, deep end. Like, like, dude, I just feel like they have the funnest jobs because <laughs> it's like literally attack every play. Don't yeah, think. Just, just go. Try to hit somebody. Yeah. Just go be creative and, yeah. like, make a play. Like, <laughs> Like you just stayed I don't in wish everyone bag. could see the move you just made. It looked like you were like waltzing in here. No, that was a good one. Because it's like an art to a lot. Yeah. You know, they just, it's like dancing. Yeah, you know? you're like salsing over yeah, here past, past you the tackle. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with cornerback Carlton Davis brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I'm joined by cornerback Carlton Davis. So let's talk about this playoff game. First of all, it's Monday night. Monday night. At home. At home. Tell me the feels about this. It's about to be a movie. <laughs> it's about to be crazy. Monday night. In Tampa against the Cowboys, and it's a playoff game. Crowd, the energy is going to be crazy. No, and that's really it. It's going to be a movie. It's going to be crazy. Like the the energy is going to be so high in the stadium. We're going to be the only game on Cowboys versus the Buccaneers. It doesn't get much better than that. It's pretty amazing. So for you, what's your uh, your pregame? Routine. When? How do you get hype? Music you listen to? Tell me how oh, for man. a game like this. What is pregame Carlton like? So definitely some 21 Savage, mm. all through the ears, all through the ears. I feel like your nickname now that you wear, you could be 23 Savage. <laughs> a 24 Savage, that'd be dope. But Oh, 24, yes, of course. I feel like, um, I just kind of feel it out, for real. Like, I, there's like a, a pregame ritual that I do as far as like getting my body prepped up or activate my abs and stuff, but like, I really, like for games like this when the atmosphere is crazy, I got to feel it. Like, I got to walk on the field and just feel the energy. Mm -hmm. I got to, like, let it, like, fill up in me because it's just, I know it's going to be a crazy atmosphere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, playoff? Yeah. Casey, you know how it is. You know how it is in the playoffs. Like, it's amazing. So, I'm hyped. That's great. Yeah. And then, are you, how do you feel about playing a team you already played this year? And that mm -hmm. happened to you guys so much in the playoffs lately yeah. it's crazy it's yeah. like y'all only are allowed to play people i know you right keep playing like, yeah. so what are the the pros and cons of that and i mean i don't know it was so long ago the fact that it was week one mm -hmm. but are there things that you feel like that helps you but then of course they also yeah. paced you so it's like that you each kind of know each other a little bit yeah I, I would say it's more pros and cons in this situation because we've beaten them twice each time we've like seen them uh so it's more like a yeah, we got y'all number, you know, like we know how to beat y'all. So, but, you know, like you said, it can be cons where they feel like they're familiar. They feel like they know where they messed up at and they're going to, you know, correct it. Um, it's the NFL at the end of the day. So, you know, guys make adjustments all the time. But, you know, you know, playing against them is like, you know, it's to, it's to our advantage because 
we match up well against them. Uh, and like I said, we got the confidence going into the game. Like, yo, we beat them. We know how, what to do. We know how to do it. And we've done it before. So, mm -hmm. you know, the confidence level is high. Yeah, something you don't really ever struggle with anyways, though. You know, <laughs> all that confidence. We're talking <laughs> to cornerback Carlton Davis. What are the things when you look back on that week one game that stand out to you, particularly just, of course, on the defensive side facing – you know, the likes of Dak and C.D. Lamb and mm -hmm. Zeke and Pollard and just what all their different offensive weapons bring. They just like, you know, they can be an explosive offense. They trust their players. Um, and they're going to sling that rock. They're going to throw the ball. Uh, they're going to try to, you know, take chances. They're going to be aggressive. That's just in their nature. They've always been that way. There are certain teams who are, regardless of, like, like they have a DNA. Every team has a DNA. Their DNA is... We're going to play cowboy football. We're going to be aggressive. We're going to throw the ball like 40 times. And, you know, we're going to live and die by it. So know? does that feel like more of the type of game you were oh, yeah. saying you want? Because, oh, yeah. yeah, that's what I figured. Oh, my God. <laughs> You're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, because it gives me chances to make plays. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's mano y mano. With, you know, I love, like, challenge me, you know. Like, I can't make plays if you don't throw the ball. You feel me? So... Like, let's make it exciting. Let's give the crowd what they want to see. Knowing that it is Monday night, how big is that for you guys just having, knowing it could have been Saturday? I mean, that's 48 hours more rest, more prep. Mm -hmm. uh, how big do you feel like that is for maybe you individually and mm -hmm. then, you know, coming off an injury and then the team mm -hmm. overall? How big a difference can 48 hours make? Yeah, it can uh, make a huge difference as far as recovery goes. And I just rested, um, you know. But Monday, sometimes it can be like a con where it's like, it's dragging out and you're like waiting all day, all day. you know, that kind of sucks. But, you know, there's more, the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Only if we like play Monday and then, you know, they make us play on Saturday, that would suck. That would be terrible. But it's I like, don't think they, yeah, I, yeah, hopefully would, they don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> how about, so what, how do you try to spend your time on a game day like that when it's a night game? Though it's like so boring because, <laughs> You know, you've already done the prep for the week. Like, you've already done everything. You're just trying to get off your feet. Maybe you're doing, like, a little bit more recovery, sneaking in some normal tech, uh, maybe, like, a contrast, you know, and just really stand off your feet and sleeping, taking a nap, you know. There's not too much to do because at that time it's like you're ready or you're not. Um, but you want to stay off your feet for the most part. And uh, I try to, like, not think about the game because I've been thinking about the game the whole week. And, like, the day of the game, you know, you don't want to, you want it to come out natural. You don't want yep. to be like, oh, oh my okay, gosh, yeah. he's right here. Like, yo, <laughs> calm down. So I just try to calm down, watch some cartoons, and, you know, mm. treat it like a regular day and uh, just stay in the moment for real. Like, I'm not thinking too ahead of time, like, at 8 o'clock today, yeah. I'm going to be playing. <laughs> what <laughs> yeah. if, what's the cartoon of choice then? Cartoon of choice? Uh, anime. I'm watching mm. some anime. I'll probably watch some One Piece. You know, if you're not an anime fan, I strongly encourage you to get into it. <laughs> It's, you know, it's just a great genre of, of TV, you know? Amazing. Each, yeah. So how about whenever you know that there's, it was going to be the Eagles or the Cowboys and just any situation like that where you're not sure who your opponent is going to be, do you find yourself rooting for it to be one oh. over the other? And I, I won't even necessarily ask you to tell us which one you're rooting for, but do, is that something you find yourself thinking about? Yeah, you could think about it because you, you want to know, like, which opponent you're going to play. But as far as rooting for somebody, it's just kind of like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, you get it, you can get it. Who wants to get it, you know? <laughs> but, um, you know, yeah, it really didn't matter to me. I feel like we match up well with both of them. 
they're both two good teams, so you know, just like pick your poison. And then the playoffs is like, like you can't be choosy. You yeah, know? <laughs> you're just happy like, to be there. Yeah, everybody's hard. Like yeah. this is the playoffs, you know. Like everyone's good. Everybody's good. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. Um, okay, so tell me uh, predictions for Carlton's game Monday yeah. night. Yeah. So like, I was talking to Sam, the trainer, and I told her to give it to me, and, and you know, I'm kind of like. I'm a guy where if somebody says it, I kind of believe it. Like, all right, mm. man. And I kind of shoot for it. So she said three PBUs, an interception. Yep. But she said I get a PI. So I'm like, wait a minute. Wait, hold up now. Wait a minute. You know, <laughs> is it a, you know, I don't want no PI. Yeah, but get is that it, out of here. Hey, is it costly? <laughs> <laughs> are we talking about five yards? How bad are we talking about 40 yards? What are we talking about <laughs> here? Like, field goal range? Yeah. What's going on here? So, you know, I just take it with a grain of yeah, salt. Yeah, no, get that out of here. Yeah. If you think you just get a, end up getting to do what people predict, then I'm going to go with five PBUs and two yeah. interceptions. There we go. There we go. I mean, if, take, if you're striving for me. what we say, you know, let's go. Me. Maybe even more. I, I'm taking it all in. I like it. Well, I'm Carlton, thank you, as always, for joining us. This has been awesome, and yes. good luck on Monday night next week. Thank you, Casey. Always a pleasure. And thanks to all of you guys for joining us. This has been Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with cornerback Carlton Davis, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio.